0: Greetings, everybody. It's your brother, Sonny Espérance, again from the I Thrive Podcast. I hope all is well with you today. Today, we got Gino Jennings. Not, not the apostle, though. Not the apostle. Got, got the son. <laughs> we have the son, not not the actual <laughs> Gino Jennings. But we got the son, you know. So today is going to be a good thing for y'all. Uh, I'm excited to see what we have in store. And, and you know, I'm ready. How are you doing today, this, uh, this afternoon, brother Gino?
1: I'm doing good, bro. about yourself?
0: I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Another podcast. I'm truly happy and excited to be able to put something else out there to help encourage and help, you know, uh, um, educate those out there who are listening. It's always a blessing to have brothers and sisters who are able to come on. Uh, Before we begin, brothers and sisters, as usual, as always, you already know this podcast affiliates itself with one church and one church only. That is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ with a leader, teacher, and guide as Apostle Pastor Geno Jennings. If you want to be baptized right in the name of Jesus Christ, you can go on the truthofgod.com, uh, f- search locations, see which location is closest to you, contact the, the minister or the main uh, secretary there to organize the baptism. If you want to find a church to go to, find a first church to go to, the same process truthofgod.com, click location, see what location is closest to you, and then you could go on from there. Also, let's not forget to keep the apostle and his family in prayer, as well as the faithful ministering brethren. And their families just the same. And don't forget to keep one another in prayer as well, brothers and sisters. As I say moreover, a lot of us are going through things we just don't know. But let's not forget to keep one another in prayer. That concludes myself. So today we're going to have, it's a bit of a difference, right? Because it's not someone that came out of falsehood, but this is somebody growing in truth. Now, growing in truth, for those of you, uh, you know, you may be thinking, oh man, it must be the easiest and most flawless thing. But actually growing in something like this. It would be actually more challenging because at least us when we were in the world, we had our good time, we had our fun, we had our. But growing up in holiness to never being able to do this and never—it's it, it, a challenge, brothers and sisters. But today I got one of the Jennings. You know, God willing, I get more of y'all sooner later on. But we have uh, one of them today, and we're gonna see what's in store. So, Brother Gino, tell us how it was growing up in holiness with Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings.
1: Well, let me start off with thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your podcast, brother. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, And just to introduce myself, my name is Brother Gino. Um, I'm raised here in Pennsylvania. Um, Growing up in holiness, where do I begin from here? It was challenging, I will say. I will start off back in Frankfurt Avenue. That, that's my starting grounds, where I usually, where I originally um, came from. So from there, it, it was, as a kid, um, you know, I'm just so used to just waking up Sunday mornings, getting ready for church, because us as a family, we had to go. Um, Never would have thought that, you know, I would have had the proper understanding as to why the reason why we have to go to church every Sunday or every Tuesday and every Thursday um so to me it was just tradition as a little kid um so slowly but surely um originally we uh, believe it or not we grew up under the apostolic faith first mm. um up apostolic and then as the years went by you know pastors understanding came open So we switched from apostolic to the apostles' faith. So the more understanding came open, then once the apostles' faith was kind of shut down, we just went from church of our Lord Jesus Christ and a holiness church. So growing up in the faith, it has its ups and downs, and a lot of people don't really realize that because they only see, you know, Pastor jenna's on TV and the kids, and their responses are, "Oh, you guys are blessed," and um, I wish I was a part of your family and all that other stuff, all the all that good stuff, you know. But in all reality, a lot of people only see what's on TV, but that behind closed doors is a whole different ball game, and I tell a lot of members that, okay, well, yeah, we're blessed to be a part of this teaching. You know, we're blessed that, you know, my dad is the pastor, yada, yada, but in all reality, like, there's a lot of things that that comes along with it that most people can't really quite understand because they only see, oh, well, Pastor Jennings, he's preaching the word, he's standing in the faith, the family standing in the faith, but there's a lot of outcome that comes within that. Mm. There's a lot of tests and trials that comes along with that. So I would say it's a blessing. And also it's a curse Mm -hmm. in a natural perspective, not a spiritual perspective, because it's a fact that yes, it's a blessing that my dad is a pastor, but it's also a curse because you have enemies that comes along with it Mm -hmm. to break the family apart, to break, you know, a lot of things that people try to wiggle their way in just so that they can just try to break the apostle down at some point. Not if it don't, if they don't come to him, they will come to the family. So I was I would definitely say that it definitely was a it was a process growing up. I didn't understand it, stand it at times. Um wondering like well why, you know, why do we why as a kid we couldn't really talk to nobody, you know. Um we couldn't really um associate with anybody because when we was kids, you know, security started coming along and they was around the family multiple times so even if it was a regular service or a convocation it it was an in and out thing you know we will sit in our seats leave and then wait until the pastor comes out so we can go home I could understand it and it bothered me so like completely bothered me so because here I am as a kid I'm like why can I not play with the rest of these kids like why can i not you know fellowship with the rest of these kids but it was a backstory behind it mm. um so as i got older and as i got the more experience as to why you know pastor jennings is the way he is i can see that okay well he's really preaching the word of god mm. and i can see why it's a lot of outcome and a lot of downfall that comes along with it while preaching the word of god and with that being said it's 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 a hard pill to swallow um it's definitely a hard pill to swallow um but you you have to accept it i mean sometimes you may feel like well dang like i don't why can i just be a normal human being why can i just you know be those type of individuals where I come to church, don't want to worry about absolutely nothing, and then just go home. Instead of having that that limelight, which I cannot stand like for nothing. Um, but you have to, you know, you have to like be immune to that. You can't change it because, you know, he's a God sent preacher and you never knew that it was that moment that you well, here I am. Also not only having Pastor Jennings as my dad, but also having his name, that's that's even more stressful as it is now because yeah. it's like I'm his firstborn son out of out of three mm-hmm. and I'm the third oldest out of two mm-hmm. which is my sister, um, Bernie, who's first oldest, my sister's here is the second and then it falls to me. So my dad expects more out of me mm-hmm. because I have his name and whatnot. So it was just like <laughs> uh, my goodness so it was a lot of challenging things that I personally dealt with when it comes to just you know growing up in holiness um I've learned a lot I've experienced a lot and I'm aware I'm very well aware of what to do and what not to do when it comes to when it comes to just first church alone um so it it's really, I mean, it's it's a lot to talk about, but in the all aspects of the matter, it's just it's just, you know, keeping my head up and doing whatever it is that I have to do when it comes to the church and just know that, you know, that that limelight is always gonna be there, whether whether I feel like, you know, I want to be a normal human being or whether I just want to just just be relaxed, like, it's never like that behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So even when it comes to just, you know, keeping my circles very, keeping my circles small in the church, it's not to be rude or it's not to be, you know, allow myself not to, you know, associate myself with a lot of people. Yeah, I'm I'm very, you know, outgoing. I talk to one of the members, but when it comes to just, you know, being particular of who I'm friends with,
0: mm-hmm
1: it's one of the reasons why I keep my own um, circle small because I had experience where, you know, I will let people in my life. And then later on down the line, I'm being backstabbed or later on down the line, I'm being talked about on social media. So all that experience that I've experienced and all uh, it's like, it's like, I'm very well known of, who's really loyal and who's not loyal so i i am truly am thankful that god placed me to be in this family not only because pastor janice is my father but not only that he's also my pastor but i'm just blessed to be a part of his family anyway because you know people say that pastors mean (laughs) He don't know how to talk to people, but no, behind those doors, he is a clown. He's a clown God knows, such a clown. And I feed into that, you know, certain things that he do that he wanna act crazy on all the time. Like it's cool to act crazy. I can do that. Um, and it's also hard to, you know, sometimes be yourself around him sometimes because it's like when people see Apostle Janice, um. I will never forget. I will never forget this. Um, I usually call my dad the OG. Like I don't really call him like pop or anything. I just call him like G or OG, O head. Like stuff like that. Did you do with your with your dad? And you know, it's cool when you say it, but just hearing other people pull like hear you say it, and then you get the response of, oh well don't think that's respectful for you to do that that's the apostle or you should have some respect for the apostle because that's that's pastor janice i'm like mm-hmm. do you not forget that's my dad i mean i can say that <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's like you want it's like you want to be normal but at the same time you sometimes you have to like literally watch what you say when it comes mm-hmm. to certain people because they only see like okay that's passage and it's like you have that so proper respect mm-hmm. but me i'm like i'm i keep it straight real like i i be myself and i just feel like when it comes to that you know it's also just it's a lot it really is a lot um I don't know, just, just thinking back, just just thinking back of so much work that has been done here in First Church. It's like, it's amazing. And I'm just very amazed at everything because in Frankfurt Avenue, it was a small amount of people, you know, a couple of hundreds. And then just thinking back of just looking of how much that the ministry expanded, it's like, wow now you actually get an understanding of why we are here and why we are chosen to be a part of this ministry when i was a kid i didn't know i didn't understand nothing because it was just traditional we had to go to church on sundays or whenever we had to fast we had to do it because you know i see my parents do it so we had to do it so never would i thought that it was just them teaching us that when we do get older that when it's time for when it's time to put your put our plates down there's a reason for it and now that i here i am 20 years old um and it's like i'm at all with a lot of things where you know i never thought myself that i will be a musician in first church you know i never thought that i would be you know directing a choir in first church like i never thought that I will even have the opportunity to play along with my blood brother who was an organist in the church. Like I never had these, these visions about it, you know? So just growing up and seeing that all that happening is, it is a blessing. And um, I truly am thankful and truly am grateful that, you know, I'm still growing up in holiness um, and I'm still learning. And, knowing that this is a learning process you can't jump ahead you can't you know be dragging along with it is a step-by-step process and conti- I'm still continuing learning that step-by-step one day at a time so I mean I am grateful
0: and so of course uh, you know a lot of the times when I mean back then and stuff and still today you know when people hear pastor's kids they always say man they be some of the worst kids worse than some of the people in the in in the church even you know that's what they always say that's what it's always like yeah you know but in terms of yourself growing you know to realize that's your position for the rest of your life like you're you're, you know you're not not just pastor now you're apostle apostle geno jennings son how do you handle that uh, pressure because it's when I say pressure, it, it's not in terms of where you know you're, you're making yourself to be something or anything. It's always going to be pressure. It's just like somebody who is in first church. You know, you have to make sure you're, you're, you're representing God well. You're not doing the wrong thing to misrepresent the church. So it comes with pressure at times, especially the position you're in. But now being, you know, his son, now you know, uh, um, you know, you have the name. How do you handle that pressure in terms of Uh, uh, You know, of course, people are going to talk left and right. But how do you handle that pressure of being a a pastor's child, an apostle's kid? Because now you can't everybody's going to look at you for every single inch of thing. Oh, he posted this. Oh, he said that. Oh, he's wearing this. Oh, he's wearing that. Oh, bro, I don't think you should do this. Oh, bro, I don't think you should do that. Like, oh, how do you handle all that?
1: Well, one thing's for sure. Um, People need to understand that we're just human beings. Let's start right there. Um, nobody here on this earth is perfect. You know, whether you are a beginner of walking in this faith and whether you have been under this for 15 to 20, 30 years, at the end of the day, everybody's not perfect. You know, we are. We have flaws. I myself have flaws and still working on issues of my flaws. So I wouldn't expect, I mean, I would, I would expect people to, to ha- actually understand that. That, yes, I'm a pastor's son, but at the same time, I'm still human. You know, certain certain things that we have been sheltered under, you know, as much as we wanted to do certain things that we know we had no business doing. I mean, life happens at the end of the day, but do, does it make me a bad person because I've done some stuff? No, it doesn't. I mean, I just feel like people need to understand, like, because... Pastor Jennings' son is, you know, the apostle's son. That doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, well, you already know that you can't do this, or you already know you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what about you?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I don't waste my time, you know, letting a person know that, oh, you know, you can't be doing this, and you can't be doing that. I don't judge. I'm more focused on myself. And I know I have flaws. And my, my dad and my mother know that you know, I'm not a perfect being, just, he said, he says the older pooping multiple times, don't expect my family to be above yours, because they're the same kids who does devilish things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they can't really accept the fact that they get need to get right or go to hell, then that's that, and it's just like any other kids that's in the church, mm-hmm. so I just think that, you know, it is, a, it is much pressure, especially, you know, not just dealing with it in the local church, but also when it comes to conventions, because you're seeing so many different faces from and so many different parts of the world. So when it comes to that, questions are being asked when it comes to you or people will say that, oh my gosh, can I can I like can you write your name on my um on my t-shirt or can you take a picture and mm-hmm. you know when you want to just be normal like you just don't want to be bothered with nothing especially when you already know you have some sort of a job to do in the church so it's like you don't want to be bothered with that so it is pressure along with it and and you can tell when somebody is actually being real and you or is somebody being malicious like you can just tell or i don't know Maybe it's just me because I've been raised up in this so much. I've seen it. I've seen a lot, and I've experienced a lot. So I can know. I can tell whether, whether a person is just either being real or just being very malicious, just to see why you want to be close to me or why do you want to be my friends. Like I, I, I ask questions like this, and a lot of my friends who are in First Church know this. Like they know I'm very particular. I'm very particular. So. I don't show that the pressure is, of that that is over me because I'm, you know, I do what I gotta do. I come to church, do what I have to do, go home. And it's a repeat. Okay. So I have to have that, you know, that strength to just, okay, I'm in church. I'm here. Okay, now what what's next? Especially when you are going through some stuff. And that's one thing. Um I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's a lot to say, but it's just a lot of people just don't don't really quite make that click in the, in their heads like they were just kids. Well, I'm not a kid now. I'm a young I'm a young man now, but then it's like it's just passing kids they always want to expect them to be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I know a lot of people who are PKs that get the same fleck from other church organizations and they 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 feel the same the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't be walking around here just, you know, feeling like, okay, well, I'm just doing me. But then at the same time, they see somebody's the store light. But, but to be like, are you supposed to be doing that? <laughs> well, are you supposed to be doing this and you know why are you here why are you there but it's like why well, you asking me questions but why are you here and why are you there <laughs> so a lot of people don't really understand that you know they just feel like you know pastor jenna's kids they're perfect um they don't get into trouble they don't do anything um no it's, it's,
0: it's, it's loud and clear it's you know, uh, being a pastor's child, I think a lot of times people's expectations tend to come and say, oh, they must be just like that. They must, they're not going to miss a beat and so forth. But what you're saying is pretty much saying, absolutely not. We're we are not above anybody else. We have flesh. We have things we know we're not supposed to do that we want to do. We're going to fall. We're going to do such and such. Don't look at us. Just keep looking at yourself, you know. and mm. A lot of times it, it's people, they, 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 they don't want to take that in. They refuse to take that in. And it's like, they want to see you fall. So let's go a bit right there in, in, in that perspective. Because you said you're able to see when someone is just malicious, when someone, they don't mean well. How are you able to distinguish that versus someone who is sincere and versus someone who is malicious, who wants to do harm, who wants to maybe cause chaos in the family or bring y'all down one by one if they can't get to the man of God?
1: Well, um, from my experience well from I, I'm just gonna speak for me. Mm-hmm. Um, from my experience, it's it's just intuition because being in this so much, it's like it's just it's strict routine where you feel like you know what to expect when anybody who you used to you know rock with out there who now comes here, it's a whole different vibe or a whole different ball game now. Whereas, like, you don't really expect who will come in the in, in in the first church doors. So, a lot of members who you know say that, oh, you're you know, you're is Oh my gosh, like I can't believe, like I'm talking to the sun, this, that, and the third, yada yada. Oh, like, can we be cool? Like, can we have each other's numbers? And you and it's like questions are being asked, and I'm trying like, well, you're asking like questions that um you don't need to know about so Mm -hmm. even when it comes to just you know saying certain things like oh bro I have your back no matter what and Mm -hmm. if you want to holler at me let me know and you know just saw small stuff just so that uh, they can have some sort of information Mm -hmm. where they feel like they're obligated to you know say that and then it gives them the opportunity to have that wiggle room of okay i said it now on to the questions i want to know something like i want to know certain things about this the the preacher's kids like what's going Mm -hmm. on with them like i just want to know you know a lot of people are not real you know i can't say well let me rephrase that some members are not real Mm -hmm. some come to church just to be malicious some come to church just to get information and just so that they can just blast you or mm. or do some sort of hurt over you because they're not really your enemy. Your enemy is your dad. Mm. So they will use that. And it's 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 very it's very disheartening and especially when you're supposed to be considered a brother and sister in first church. Mm. Like I never understood as to why members that will come to First Church have so much animosities towards individuals where they feel like they need to hurt them in a way where like like where do you get where do you get that where you get out of that like what what does that reward you for so when I when I do say that you know growing up in this it's really it it really is a struggle and it really is um disheartening at, at times where you know you want to do good you want to do right um you want to live right especially in God's will at the same time it's like everybody is striving for perfection everybody's not perfect we're all not perfect we're striving for perfection that should be our ultimate goal mm-hmm. and as a brother and sister we should be obligated to lift each other up instead of putting each other down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my trust in that is a little bit small because I got that experience now. So, I mean, my trust used to be like, okay, everybody's my friend. Let's go. Let's kick it. Let's hang out. Let's do this. But gradually, you know, things happen. I've seen things happen. And it's like it just dwindled down more and more and more to where – now i ask questions like it's not and it's not to be rude it's to be okay bro sis why you want to be my friend why you want to be close to me what is the reason what is your purpose of being here on what is your motive you know you have to ask these questions sometimes because like i said a lot of people say that oh my god this is pastor jenny's kids let's take pictures yada yada and then they will show it on social media anywhere but then it's there's talks behind it like oh you 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 friends with them? You friends with them? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I heard yada yada yada. So mm. I'm, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of questioning mm. that I do when it comes to um members, um, and they can't and some can't take that. Some think that okay, well I'm in the church, so I'm I'm supposed to be acting like a brother in Christ. Yeah, I'm still going to act like a brother in Christ, but I need I need to know why you really want to be my close um buddy or mm-hmm. my close sister in Christ or, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wasn't Pastor Jen and son, I am pretty sure I would not be bothered with absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be bothered with questions. I would not be bothered with um um asking questions about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be bothered with people like, you know, calling me, hitting me up wondering oh is your dad around or can you give me can you not can i can have his like stuff like that and it happens oh, like it really happens so it's like they feel like they're obligated to want to just do thir- certain things when you know yeah. it's certain things you know you can't be doing it's common sense yeah. well, um it really it really is crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy. and i and I, I laugh about it because it happens yeah. so it's I it's I like honestly, I can't really like explain so much about it, but it's like you just sit back and just observe
0: mm-hmm.
1: like wow, these are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Why are they acting like this? Mm-hmm. Like, why is why is it like this? To where you have no choice but to not just protect not just to protect your family, but to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people who are coming from out there who comes in the um in the ministry listening to the um the pastor um preach and i just sit and just observe every mo- every movement like i've seen people you know giving negative feedback i've seen people you know doing subliminal things to the pastor literally and he's just sitting here and just smiling. I'm like, "What you smiling for?" Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a lot you gotta worry about. So it's not. It's it's like my like my position as a PK is hard enough, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of members can't really understand that it. it's hard enough, and it's hard to trust people. It's hard to you know allow. people people to approve of you or you approve of them it's hard to do that it used to be easy back then Mm -hmm. now it's just like mm, i don't know
0: and another thing to speak a bit on the importance of you know having to have your own mind in this thing like for example a lot of times you know the the misconception or what people put on is, okay, if it's, you know, a pastor and his family, they must do this. Like, it's a must, like they have to be forced to do it versus coming into the teachings of holiness. It's absolutely not the case at all. Just because, you know, a pastor is baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. He can't force that upon his kids. They have to have their own mind in terms of growing up and, you know, if having the willingness and desire to get baptized. So when did that come about for you? Like, how old were you when, you know, you started to have your own mind, you know, your own love in terms of, OK, you know what? I want to be baptized. You know, I'm going to tarry for the gift of the Holy Ghost and and so forth. Like, When did that come about?
1: Oh. I'm going to take it back at Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I think this was the first time I ever been to Rocky Mountain. We had a youth convocation and this was in 2004 four or five I believe it was at the Winstead Elementary School um it was on that Saturday when Pastor Janus was preaching about standing before God and he was mentioning you know about the kings the prince the rich men the poor men everybody who's on this earth one day is going to die whether you're gonna to go to heaven or hell, but you're gonna to have to stand before him regardless. Mm. And I remember just listening, you know, hearing the Holy Ghost move and all, and all that other stuff. And he was pretty much mentioning that, you know, people plan, but God plan and his plan is fits best. And he was focused on more of the young people he said, I remember, he said, you young people, it's time to seek the Lord. When he said that, literally that whole place blew up. And I found myself crying for some reason. I'm like, why am I crying for it? So he's, when he was speaking that, he said, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and it's like the Holy Ghost literally just fell everywhere. I mean, everywhere and i started crying like i'm like literally i'm i'm aware that i'm crying but i don't know why i'm crying so then it's like yo this is like i honestly don't know how how old how old i was i either had to be around 13 or 14 one of the i'm i'm not sure but i had to be like either a tween somewhere but when he was preaching that you know um he also was preaching about seeking the lord while he may be found call upon him while he's near let the wicked forsake his way it's like the spirit was literally falling everywhere and he was he wasn't just talking about the young people he was mentioning everybody like like you need to you need to have god as his, as your priority you need to seek the lord while you while you are living on this earth now like you need god as your priority and it took me in to where i was just sitting back like because growing up, it was just it was tradition. Like I didn't, I honestly didn't want to go to church. <laughs> like I would have been home and just be like, "Oh, let's play the games, or let's play uh, with my with my." So then, um, so then it was just like, "Oh my gosh, you cannot! I cannot believe why that I'm here and I'm actually having this sinking in." Mm-hmm. So for me, it was I was very, very, very broken on the inside. Because now I'm realizing like wow, like this this stuff is really real. Like you had to repent, you had to be baptized, um, you had to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So my feelings was hurt there. <laughs> By Sunday, by that Sunday, um, when um, my dad asked for baptism, I stood up. It was on that Sunday, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, Wednesday elementary School in the year of 2005, I got baptized. My first experience with God was at Frankfurt Avenue. Um, where, I was clicking and it was it came very unexpectedly because i wasn't i wasn't even ready for it <laughs> so i remember it we was downstairs and um we was downstairs in the uh the dining area where we was holding service and it was on a it was on a fall day and i never I, I i'll never forget what i wore i wore a sweater a brown sweater uh A white shirt, brown tie, and some slacks. And I was holding a tambourine sitting in the front. And I remember Brother Bailey, who was an usher at the time, Brother Bailey was actually walking me to my um seat. Um a brother was opening up praise testimony service, and I don't remember who sung a song, but I stood up and the song actually I was listening to, like it just got me. So I was just, you know, playing along with it. So As I was playing along, giving God glory, I felt a push that scared the daylights out of me. And it pushed me so badly to where my tambourine left out my hand. (laughs) I don't know where it landed, but it wasn't me moving. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt that it wasn't me moving. I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is going on? What is going on? So I hear my brother on the side, and he was playing the organ at the time. I was hearing my brother at the time and it was just like, he was like, praise God, go ahead, bro, go ahead, and all that other stuff. And I I knew it was, it, I knew it was God moving on me. I knew it was. Because I couldn't even stop it myself. As mm-hmm. I was trying to stop it, I couldn't even control it, but I was just moving like completely. So as time went on, you know, I gradually was feeling the quickening of God and so on and so forth. And it was on the day where I actually got filled with the Holy Ghost during um the youth conference, I believe 2018. While um while Pop was demonstrating with the mannequins. Oh, okay, and- okay. With the, the,
0: with the the, I think with, with the wigs and uh, the dresses yeah, and so It was stuff. that day.
1: It was on that day, because I never forget the youth choir. It was going to um, sing that day during um Night of Praise. It was on that day when he spoke to, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And I'm seeing her listening, just listening. I'm like, okay, well, Lord, you got to do something because I'm feeling you. But it's like, you're not speaking. So you got to do something like now. So as I'm just listening and just pondering the spirit of God was moving on me again and then it's just I just started speaking in tongues. And I couldn't stop. So I was I mean, I was sitting in the back. Um so the spirit was so high in that place where it's like I actually felt the power in that gymnasium. So I was sitting in my seat pastor was still preaching and I'm still hearing myself speaking in tongue. I couldn't stop. Um, during the benediction, I still sat in my seat. Everybody was um, greeting everybody. I couldn't speak to nobody because I was still speaking the tongue. So at that moment, I knew that I was actually filled with the Holy Ghost. And just to be, just to be certain that I actually was filled, I even went back when I came home and prayed And when I got on my knees, like, I didn't even get a chance to pray. It just hit me again. So I was like, you know what? That's it. I got it. So it's, 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 that's where my test actually was happening, you know, because Before, you know, before I got baptized and before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, I still, I was going through stuff, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't going through stuff as much as I am now because Mm -hmm. of the Holy Ghost. So it brought a lot of light to me where, like, now you really are in this, so you're going to have to fight to the fullest. You cannot allow nobody to come your way and block your blessings for absolutely nothing. And my mom always tells me, life can show you better, better she can, better I can tell you. And it's true, you know, life happened. It showed me, you know, to where it's where it's like you have, you really have no choice but to fight. You really have no choice. And and a lot of a lot of members don't really understand that. they don't understand that. so i am aware that you know i'm only here for the salvation of myself i'm not here just just to you know show people that oh well i'm about this life and you know i'm a cool dude and um you know i'm a realist and all of this stuff but it's like in all reality, like I'm only focused on myself. Mm. I'm only working on myself. It's already hard enough to just examine your own self, to work on yourself instead of having people not really worrying about themselves, but you alone Mm. because you are the pastor's son. That's Mm
0: stressful.
1: I wouldn't even want to do that. Like it's just too much. So, I mean, I I still have a lot of learning I still have a lot of teachings that I need to have under my belt so I can know for myself whether I'm strong and whether I'm where I'm strong at and where I'm weak at. So um it's 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 a it's it's amazing. Like it it's just amazing where God bought me from, from then up until now. Um I've dealt with a lot of a lot of things. I really did. And just just to know that I did not allow not one thing to interfere with me from not coming to church, it shows a lot of me. Because, you know, when I was young, I was so scared to come to church because of things that, you know, people heard or things that people seen. I was scared to show my face. You know, I was nervous of who who was going to think about me. And what they got to say about me. But all I know is that as I got in order and realized that don't worry about what other people think about you. Worry about only what God or what, what, what he thinks about you. And I kept that to a minimum where it's like, yeah, I've done some wrong. I repented for it. And I'm, and I'm moving on from it. I mean, you can continue to talk about it and discuss it with amongst your with amongst your peers, but it doesn't bother me no more. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a new day. Keep it moving. So everybody just needs to understand, like you know, you're fighting yourself daily. You know, you're fighting your temptations daily. And I myself have temptations to where I'm fighting myself daily, and I mean daily. Um so in the, in the aspect of all that you know i'm I'm well grounded, I'm open, I'm very observant, and I'm very prayerful, especially in first church and even outside of first church, I'm very prayerful like I keep prayer on the top of my list every day, and it's not one day that I can't really um miss out without prayer, you know um. But I, I, I truly am thankful with the fact that, you know, where I came from as a kid growing up now, it's like I know what to expect. Because if I didn't, then I don't know, I'm pretty sure I don't know where I would be.
0: And before we conclude, you know, a couple more questions. One being which, you know, being in this thing for so long from the growth that you had in this, what advice would you give for those that are starting out, you know, what, what advice? So what, what advice, what in, endurance advice would you give to say, you know, on the natural, when somebody uh, wants to play a sport, they want to have endurance to be able to last longer on the court, to be able to, you know, there's certain ways you have to eat, there's certain things you have to avoid eating, there's certain things you can drink and there's certain things you have to avoid drinking to enable that endurance. And there's a certain training method as well. So what advice would you have for these ones for new members, new converts coming in, in terms of uh, endurance, like, and the advice could be as broad as you could, you know, put it as in terms of not allowing the wrong people to come in, you know, being particular, what advice would you have for them?
1: I would say one, be aware of your surroundings. Um, Two, do not jump ahead in the faith. Um, The reason why I say that is because most members who are new, jumps ahead because they have this so they have this high of themselves where oh my gosh, I'm in the truth like I'm really in the faith. take your time like completely take your time because if you jump ahead, then you're gonna mess yourself up along in the long run um become a brother first, become a sister first um. Just ask God to give you that mindset to just, you know, continue to gradually work on yourself. Get the word in you. Every day is not peaches and cream. You know, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to have um, downfalls. But at the end, you're going to have to get up at some point in time. So just take your time. Keep a prayerful atmosphere. And when you take your time, you know you know what to expect. Um, when you take your time, you know you're not moving ahead of yourself. Um, just take your time. I mean, that's all I can really say. Um, taking your time will show a lot of people and how they move and how they operate and how, you know, their personality is, um, whether it's good or bad. Just take your time.
0: And. You know, last question to, before we conclude, how grateful are you to God, you know, for Apostle Geno Jennings? You know, uh, you've grown up in this thing uh, for some time now, and of course, you started in a specific way, and then now you got better along the way. You know, your trust was, oh, Guji Guji, and then now has the more teachings, and as you got older, with the experience, you know, of course, it minimizes. So you've grew. How grateful are you to God for Apostle, uh, for Apostle Pastor Geno Jennings?
1: I'm I'm overly grateful. Um, I'm over, I'm overly grateful for multiple multiple reasons. Um, because yes, he's my past he's my pastor, but also he's my father. Like I love that man to death, and I will do whatever it takes to protect that to to protect him. That's no if so but about it. Like he's my dad, and I tell and I tell a lot of members he was my dad first before he became my pastor. And that will always remain, literally, first in my bloodline. Like, my dad was first before he became Jennings for me. Because being born in this and seeing it and actually witnessing what God is doing for him and for the church, I'm truly grateful. And nobody cannot tell me he's, he's not a man of God. Like, I'm seeing things that has happened where you don't really see it happen in other churches. Like, you don't see baptisms from hundreds to thousands of people getting baptized every week. You don't see the knowledge that some of these pastors, that they say they have, they have some knowledge in the Bible, but they don't have that knowledge that you can just open a scripture, a verse and how he breaks it down. It's like so much within that one sentence or a one paragraph, like it's just amazing. And I'm very grateful for that because a lot of these churches cannot handle raw truth. You know, raw truth is needed especially for me in my age and time, because, you know, in most cases, churches want that, you know, pat on the back type of preaching, where it's like, okay, you're going to be all right, just have faith, but they don't give you that teachings of how to become a man of, of God, or how to become a woman of God, or how to conduct yourself while you're young, or how to dress, how to be modest, how to, you know, walk holy, how to act holy, you know, how to, you know, conduct yourself while you're out in the streets, like, you don't get that teaching in churches like that, and it's, 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 it's so many words that I can explain that how much I'm grateful, because at the end of the day, it's, like, my dad is my dad, and God forbid, if anything happens to him, it's, I don't know what, I don't know what I would do, so I'm, I'm completely grateful, and I, pray to god that he con- that he is continued blessed in his life that he's continued to keep god first in his life because i know god is with him mm-hmm. i know it where plenty of time i just see that plenty of times when he's by himself plenty of times where you know he will talk to mm-hmm. himself and it's like he know he knows like he knows what's going on like he knows his surroundings so you just, just you just know, and even with even with the talks that I had with him, you know, conversations that I had with him, um, it's 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 a true blessing. Like it really is a true blessing. Like I I generally, generally am proud of my dad. Genuinely, as much as I don't talk much about him, I don't boast about him, but I am truly, truly, truly proud of him. Truly, am because he is working hard. He is standing strong in the faith, and a lot of dads, a lot of dads that here can't do that. Mm. A lot of a lot of them can't do that. So just to see that from like literally now up until when I do get old, like I pray that I'm still going to be in this when I get older, and um, I'm still learning. You know, it's not, it's not, this is not an easy thing to do. It really isn't. Um, but I am thankful to God and I hope and pray that, you know, he continues on fighting and do what he got to do. Um, that's
0: about it. Wow. it's wonderful. Wonderful. Brothers and sisters, you all heard it. You know, uh, I hope this was another podcast. I was able to help you and, and you know, uh, educate you and help you grow you know, and help you get a real understanding of what it's like, you know, growing up in holiness and especially being, um, you know, the uh, an apostle's son in it, right? They're just human beings, as you can see, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, uh, they're focus on themselves, you know, as you hear Brother Gino constantly talking about the focus on himself, because that is, that is a, it is a lot, you have to focus on yourself. And I'm going to focus on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and I don't have to. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to get done, right? And, uh, you know, the same advice he was giving, brothers and sisters, take it as well. You know, why does somebody want to all of a sudden just come get close to you? You know, why does all of a sudden someone just want to get your number like that? Why do they want to be your friend and such and such? You know, take these advice for yourself as well. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, because at the end of the day, your, sur- your surroundings are either right now as we speak, as we're speaking, the surroundings you have—they're either for you or against you. There's no in between. You know what I mean? They're either talking behind your back right now, trashing your name, or that appointed time is going to come when they're going to expose you here and they're going to expose you there, or oh, they're yeah. generally there. Yeah, go ahead. What?
1: No, you're right. You're Oh, I thought, right. I thought
0: you had something to add on, but yeah, you know. So it's 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 good. It's going to come. You understand? It's going to come. And that keep the, the, the circle small, it, it's in terms of protection. A lot of times, you know, people want to put in their head, oh, they must think they're better than everybody else. No, it's, listen, when you have experience of somebody who was there for you, somebody who had your back, and then they were the ones with the knife behind it, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the, and we're in church, we're brothers and sisters it's it's tough and that's
1: the part that that's the part i don't mean to control that's the part that gets me like we're supposed to be brothers and sisters in church like it's just we're brothers and sisters in church like i'm not better than you i'm not expecting to be better than you i'm just a regular human being just like you but we're supposed to be brothers and sisters in church and like you said it's everybody can't really comprehend that they just can't but i mean to each his own.
0: No, but just just within that thought alone, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, you know, so I I truly hope and pray, brothers and sisters, that you're able to, you know, take this message and take the understanding of of what was spoken about today and take it serious. You know, my desire is that we all strive as one, that we all are able to, to keep it real with each other, you know, uplift each other, but keep it real as well. And instead of constantly just tearing and tearing and tearing and tearing down, you know, and, and once again, Brother Gino, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to to come on and, 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 and share your experiences, share your growth in this and, you know, just keeping it real. You know, I, I always love it when brothers and sisters, y'all keep it real. I don't come on and show how goody, 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 goody this thing is. But y'all show the (laughs) realness. Y'all show the exact realness. Because a lot of times that's how how falsehood try to get people in. They they try to, you know, show people how good of and easy this life is. But in reality, it's it's suffering. In reality, there's going to be times, you know, you just don't feel like praying. You just don't feel like fasting and all this type of stuff. So I'm grateful that, you know, you came on and you kept it real. You know, showing those that nah, this you had to have it in yourself to get baptized. You had to tarry after the Holy Ghost. Like it's 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 like not like you had a, a cheat code because you were Apostle's son in a way. You know, you have admitting that you have your temptations. That you like, I I appreciate you all for coming on and keeping it real. Because those of you watching from the outside, if if you haven't noticed yet, this thing holiness. Is the hardest thing to map. We have to be complete in it. To be completely perfect, that's difficult. It's not easy, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I'm truly grateful and thankful for you coming on. Don't forget, brothers and sisters, this uh, podcast affiliates itself with one church and one church only. That is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guide is Apostle Pastor Gina Jennings. Don't forget this time or well, next week. It's going to be convocation time. So there won't be really any uploads. I'm going to be over there from I believe Tuesday or Wednesday, if I'm correct. So there's not going to be uploads. You're going to get the upload this week. And Lord will, on my way back, we're going to be getting some. So I hope to see all of you there. I hope to see a bunch of new faces and learn a be bunch ready. of new languages and all type of stuff, brothers and sisters. I'm telling y'all, if you you know, just think about it, get that ticket and come. Because youth, I'm still reminiscing of a youth. And now international? Hey! hey. Brothers and sisters, thank you for listening. Brother Gino, once again, thank you for coming on. It's your brother Sonny Esperance. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and comment and all these wonderful stuff. Brothers and sisters, thank you for listening. God bless and peace be.
1: Peace be.